biohacking, performance, mastery, mindset, holistic health. This is a show about getting better every single day. I'm on a mission, guys, to help over a million people get healthy and lose weight. Why? Because when you lose weight and get healthy, you have higher self-esteem. You have more self-confidence. And that person goes out and crushes their goals and starts living the highest version of themselves. And then they have way more impact on the world. All right. What's up, guys? I'm I'm just going live all day today. I just got done finishing up amazing podcast with Micah Lowe, the Ozonaut. And then um, I was about to get a quick snack and... I got to connect with a woman in Dubai, and so it's just really amazing to see where this journey has taken me, and um, she reached out to me. We were talking about metabolic health and just how we can work together, and I'm just so excited and blessed that I get to do this work and just connect with people from all over the world. And so today, what I want to talk about, though, is ketosis, the keto code, and we're going to talk about the eight ways well, first of all, we're going to talk about what people have been getting wrong when it came to ketosis and ketones being this super fuel. There's a lot of now re- new research now showing that that's probably not the case. That's not actually what's happening. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the eight ways that you can actually start unlocking the benefits of keto of, of ketosis and ketones without having to do crazy things like, you know, pump your body full of like 80% fat diet. What they find is that it's just not sustainable in the long run, and that's why people don't do it. So we're going to get into that. We'll we'll talk about some neat hacks and some things you can do to start unlocking um, and uncouple this um, the un- uncouple the uncoupling mitochondria and why that actually helps you put you in a body ketosis so that your body's repairing. But there's a lot of things that we didn't know and that we're starting to learn now. So I'm actually sipping uh, some ketones myself. These are exogenous ketones by HVMN. Check them out. They're a really reputable brand, but this is like super fuel puts you in ketosis right away. So I haven't really eaten anything all day today and been doing that. And now I'm munching on some uh, nuts and chlorella. And I just interviewed Dr. Catherine, Ar- or not doctor. She's not a doctor. Catherine Arnston from um, Energy Bits, Chlorella, Spirulina Company. So we just did that interview. So you can go check her out and see the healing benefits of algae. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, you can see I've got a little PowerPoint. If you're here on Instagram, sorry, you're just going to have to listen to me uh, talk. But um, if you're on any of those channels, you can actually see it. Or YouTube, actually, for that matter. So let's get into it. And let's talk about what are ketones. So your liver actually produces ketones. And what they saw is that when a couple of things, when an animal is either starving or consuming a diet rich in fats, one of the most popular things that they found was this was actually back in the 1930s, I believe. But they found that if you um, restrict someone's carbohydrates and protein to and at the time they were doing, I think, like 10 percent and 10 percent and then 80 percent was fats. They were able to treat seizures, and that had a huge effect on epileptic patients. And so that's how the whole ketosis diet uh, got kind of formed. Um, the big thing was, and what we thought ketones did is that, um, and then they're generated. Let's just say this in three different ways, right? So you can generate ketones from fat, either you know a high fat diet, which we just talked about, or in a famine, like you're in starvation mode. It's, and it can actually be developed in the presence of diabetes, metabolic disorder, right? And so that is actually how 
they when they first saw ketones and I believe the urine, they thought, oh, this is for people that have diabetes. More research was done by Dr. Richard Veach, and he was a researcher with ketones. And what he noticed is that the liver produces these ketones as an alternative flu uh, source when glucose isn't available. So when you're not getting a lot of carbs and um, food is scarce, your body starts to activate another form, which is the ketones, right? And so these ketones appeared to be a super fuel, according to Veach. And it would make sense based on what he saw. So when there's no glucose in the body, the body needs to re- to tap into stored fat for fuel, right? Here's the deal though, guys. And some of these keto people, you know, they go down this path and it's got to be ketosis and keto this and keto that and ketones are just so amazing. At the end of the day, guys, guess what? The brain needs glucose. It does. It does. It does. Sorry, but it does. And so ketones can only provide up to 60 to 70% of your brain's actual total energy. It, It needs glucose to run. Okay. Ketones can't replace all the glucose in the body. And they're even seeing that, um, you know, athletes, you know, they need, they need carbs. They need glucose for fuel and they run a lot better. Um, people, there are ketogenic athletes, but what they found, and we'll talk about it more is that they actually breathe harder. Um, so yeah, they can, it, it is this super fuel, but they, they actually breathe harder and they're actually wasting more energy to do the same exact thing. What are some of the downsides of the traditional keto diet? Well, one is not a lot of fiber. You're not getting a lot. You're not getting a lot of polyphenols, those antioxidants essentially from from plants. You don't get that diversity, that that rich microbiome, right? You can't get enough of these raw raw minerals, right? It's a high fat content diet, 80% fat if you're doing like the typical keto diet. Most people are not going to eat that way all the time. It might seem glorious in the beginning, but you know you're not going to do it all the time. The other big thing is the high cholesterol content, which for some people that could be an issue. It raises LDL. At the end of the day, I, I think many of the natural and functional medicine practitioners that I'm associated with, including myself, having a high LDL is not a marker of necessarily cardiovascular health or bad cardiovascular health for that matter. It has to do with a lot of other things. Processed sugar probably being one, uh, vegetable oils being another one. But just because you have high cholesterol doesn't mean you're you're sick. LDL is a transporting uh, molecule. You need cholesterol in your body, okay? Then you've got animal fat and protein, right? That excludes obviously the group of vegans and vegetarians. The big one is boredom, variety. We like novelty, guys. 60% of people, they don't even manage to stick with keto. And it makes complete sense. We talked about athletic performance earlier. Elite walkers required more oxygen. They were breathing harder and faster just to be on a keto diet. And then it also actually, believe it or not, increased inflammation and heart disease. Ketones can be very beneficial for the heart, but there is some studies out there showing that you know having um, this higher fat content consistently led to more inflammation across the body. So just be aware of that. Now, the interesting thing, I'm going to try to explain this the best way that I understand it, but the interesting thing about what we thought is that these ketones are just the super fuel. But what th- a lot of this work, by the way, is coming from Dr. Gundry's new book called The Keto Code. And what we're seeing is that the ketones are actually telling the mitochondria to uncouple and waste fuel. And the way it was kind of explained is like a pressure cooker, a pressure valve. You know, if anybody has a pressure cooker and they release the valve, steam pops off. Well, your body makes, there's actually five different proteins and they're called uncoupling proteins. And this is what they do. Making mitochondria is very energy productive. It, 
it takes a lot of energy. Making ATP, making energy in general is a very uh, is a very difficult process. And so in that process, reactive oxygen species, free radicals can be formed, right? And so ketones, they tell the mitochondria, hey, when times are hard, they actually tell them to waste energy. And the mitochondria, what they're told to do is, hey, you know, we actually need to make more of you so we can do less of the work. So it's think about like um like a dog sled or something. If you had a dog uh, pulling you on a sled, one dog's not going to do enough. Hey, this dog is getting tired. So we're not getting enough fuel. Let's get another dog to put on that work. And another one, now you have sick dogs pulling you. You've got a lot more, right? So the less hard, mitochondria is very smart. They don't want to die. And they know that um, in the long term, um, to live long and well, you need to have healthy mitochondria. So what can happen is on that cellular front, the body can be damaged, but but not all the mitochondria is going to die. The mitochondria refuses to, to die. And so they are going to make more of themselves to be more efficient. And they actually waste energy by doing this, which is really interesting. Okay. So why doesn't keto work for some folks? The bottom line is a lot of folks out there are not metabolically flexible. And the, the studies I think are pretty, it's actually pretty remarkable. It's about 50% of people um, right now are not metabolically flexible. So you might think you are, but you're not. And the, the problem is there's just too much insulin. Their insulin levels are really high. One of the things you can do if you're looking at insulin, by the way, is I have right now on my arm, if you can see, a, a, it's called a CGM. Um, and so it's a continuous glucose monitor. I'm trying to show people on YouTube as well. Um, it's a continuous glucose monitor. It actually, I, it syncs up with my phone. I just put it up and it tells me in real time what my glucose is doing. And so, um, it's a nice way to actually track what foods are doing to your body. And you might think again, you're really healthy. Well, what is, and glucose isn't everything, but how is, how is glucose responding, um, to your body? How are these food spikes happening? How are they responding to your body? Right? So, when you have ample stores of fat, but no way to release them because insulin's high, well, you're going to have a really tough time burning free fatty acids and unlocking essentially that those those ketones, right? So high insulin levels at the end of the day, they block fat release and the production of ketones, right? So here's the power of uncoupling. This is the really, this was the interesting part and like that threw me off with this new research is that mitochondria actually gets wasted. For in normal people, mitochondria is wasted about 30. This is normal functioning folks, by the way. It's about 30% of the time of all incoming fuel is it's a waste. And so making energy, like I mentioned earlier, it can be difficult. There's a lot of free radicals that are that are produced and in this process. And so what the body does is it creates these emergency exits for protons and electrons to just escape, kind of like we talked about that, that pressure cooker. And this is part of the uncoupling process. And in this uncoupling process, you actually have the way Dr. Gundry talks about it is there's this mito club. Like imagine there's all these protons and electrons and they're coupling, they're, they're meeting together in a club. Well, the club gets really packed and it gets rowdy. And so somebody, a bouncer or some, somebody has to actually open a door to release some steam, right? To let these guys go. And the bouncers that do this are, it's really interesting, are melatonin and glutathione. Now, glutathione is always touted as one of the, premier, the top, the master antioxidant in your body. And that's great. It, it is. Melatonin though, I don't think it's enough credit. And we're learning more and more melatonin. I just in, interviewed, um, he's, uh, if you look at the at Dr. Mitozen on Instagram, but, 
Dr. John Laurence, he's got an amazing book called Melatonin. I just interviewed him and he's doing doses of 100 to 200 milligrams, even 600 milligrams of melatonin and seeing amazing results with clients that are suffering from autoimmunities and things of that nature. And so it's really interesting. I think we even got melatonin wrong. We think of it only as a sleep or hormone to get us into sleep. But what it's really doing is it's cleaning up the cell process. There's a really great study done with the C virus and melatonin showing the powerful effects. And melatonin has antioxidant effects as well as effects on your nervous system. And so creating that more parasympathetic, relaxing nervous system. So that's huge. So these bouncers, they open up these emergency exits and they're really critical in this process because they allow these electrons to then uncouple and form more mitochondria. And so they can build on, he said, he calls it building another club, build another mitochondrial club, essentially build more mitochondria to do more of the work because there's not enough mitochondria that can fit in this one location. And so this is the power of uncoupling. And this is how ketosis really works. Not just that it's some super fuel that we've all been told ketones. Yes, it can be, but it's just, the process that we understood was not. So I'm going to dive into the keys that unlock the keto code. There's eight of them. These are going to be super helpful. I think you guys are going to like these. So let's start it off. Here's the big one. Intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating. There's been a lot of talk recently in uh, is fasting good. I just interviewed Rob Wolf. We were talking about it on the podcast. He thinks fasting is going to be one of the, in the next 20 years, we'll see it was a complete waste of time. And he just thinks that, hey, the amount of time we actually spend fasting, um, you would need to do like 24 to like 36 hour fast to really get like the benefits of fasting. But to do this like 16, eight kind of thing, you're not, you're just suffering yourself every day and you're not getting the effects of mTOR and IGF one that most people think, but there's a lot of good studies guys pointing to at least time restricted eating. And we'll talk a little bit about that, but Here's the thing that's neat about it is, you know, everyone thinks with ketosis, you have to eat in this 80% fat. Well, you don't because you can produce ketones simply by changing your fasting window and changing to an eight hour window. If you can compress that eating window to like eight hours, we're seeing a lot of good results, a lot of good benefits, right? Glucose stores in your body that lasts for about 12 hours on average. So that's a magical number. I, I always recommend for all my clients, you got to fast for at least 12 hours. That's just a bare minimum. If you want to do more, you can. For some people, it can be detrimental depending on what their goals are. If it's uh, muscle goals or even women and hormones, right? It can be it can be detrimental. So we have to be careful. There's a balance for sure. Mice, they did a couple of studies with mice, but I think the really interesting one is the one with the Italian cyclist that was recently done. But they did a study with mice showing that, hey, if we at least just reduce calories and they reduce calories by 30%, they did a couple, they had a couple groups and one, uh, one set of mice received 30% less calories than the other ones. And what they saw was there was actually a 30% increase in longevity. Okay, cool. The other mice, all they did was condense their eating window and to like an eight hour window same amount of calories as the other group and their longevity increased by 11%, which is pretty darn amazing. So you don't have to calorically restrict yourself and deprive yourself for the rest of your life so that you can live longer. You can just compress your eating window and still get some, an 11% benefit, which is pretty huge. The other big one is this study done with time-restricted eating in Italian, um, it, it, with Italian cyclists. So the neat thing about this is we've seen all these rat studies. What about human studies? I'm sure everyone wants to know. So here's the thing. They had one group of Italian cyclists. These are elite athletes. And this was done over a three-month period. 
and they had one group group eat at 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Okay, and they had so a 12-hour period. Then they had the other group eat in a seven-hour window. And what they saw is that the group that ate in a seven-hour window, they had more muscle mass, more fat loss, and a reduced um, and a reduction in IGF one, which right now is is our best indicator of growth of like showing um, that we're we're growing. IGF one is critical for babies and people to um, to to grow, right? And so it's imperative at a younger age, but there's some thoughts that think we want to actually limit our, um, we want to limit our IGF-1 as we age. Now, some people don't always agree with that, but they see a lot of um, metabolic issues with IGF-1 being too high. And there's a lot of correlation, um, at least they believe with cancer and IGF-1. Again, some people go back and forth on that. So it's interesting. The second big one we want to talk about, if you want to unlock this keto code, is polyphenols. Okay, what are polyphenols? They are a special micronutrient, and they're found in compounds such as plants, leaves, fruits, seeds. They provide all these anti-aging benefits, and they protect your cells from oxidation. They encourage your blood vessels to remain flexible. They keep your blood pressure in check. They reduce the inflammation. They help control blood sugar, right? They're going to protect against cancer, Alzheimer, cognitive decline, all these things. And it's not the antioxidants that we believe for this whole time that this is what makes them so powerful. It's actually the polyphenols uncouple mitochondria, guys. It's coming back to this uncoupling, which is why we talked about that earlier. You can find polyphenols in a lot of things, coffee being one, tea, cacao, berries, pomegranates, anything dark colored like grapes, spinach, kale, uh, red cabbage, grains, and, and a lot of these medicinal herbs and spices, which is why I'm a big fan of things like rosemary, thyme, uh, oregano, all these spices throw on my, my, my meat. Number three, the number three big idea is dietary fiber. So when your gut bacteria is consuming things like prebiotic foods, they ferment them and they create these postbiotics that are, they create these signaling compounds such as acetate and butyrate. You can get, you find acetate in things like, um, uh, apple cider vinegar, which I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a health hack on Friday talking about this butyrate found in things like butter, right? At the end of the day, there's a lot of studies showing that a lack of fiber is associated with poor health. And the neat thing also about butyrate is it's a mitochondrial uncoupler. And it help, it's a building block for helping build those ketones that we're all out there looking for. So acetate, acetic, uh, acetic uh, acid, uh, also known as vinegar, it creates these postbiotics, and it's going to help make the ketones as an uncoupler. A lot of people talk about apple cider vinegar being such a, a huge health benefit, and they want to they eat it before. It's great. It actually helps blood, blood glucose. And I'm like I said, I'm going to talk about this Friday. We'll do a live on apple cider vinegar and how it can help with weight loss. But one of the biggest powerful things is the polyphenols that help uncouple mitochondria, and that makes you burn fat better. The fourth big one, fermented fiber. Okay, The fermentation, the byproducts, they promote more mitochondrial uncoupling. Fermentation, this process can also make MCTs, other short-chain fatty acids like acetate, uh, butyrate, propionate, and malic acid. There is a great Stanford study just showing how these fermented foods drastically improve your microbiome diversity. And by having more of them, that's going to suppress inflammation in humans. And so that's more so than you, what you'll see in like a high fiber diet. Okay. So getting that fermented, uh, those fermented foods, right? Number five, 
polyamines, okay? They're organic. These are organic compounds found in foods like aged cheeses, mushrooms, and they can uncouple mitochondria as well, okay? We see a lot of these polyamines in things like uh, cheeses, believe it or not, goat and sheep cheese, milk cheeses. They all have these really good source of MCTs. And what they found actually in centenarians that centenarians had high amounts, centenarians, people that live up to, you know, hundred plus years old, they had high amounts of polyaminines in them. And these polyaminines have been found to protect heart disease, um, age-related memory loss. And there was actually another study done with rodents and showed that these rodents live 25% longer than the other ones, the control group that did not. So polyaminines, where can you get them? You can get them in nuts, seeds, shellfish, soybeans, tea leaves, fermented food, foods like miso, natto, and soy sauce. Okay. Real quick, back to the polyaminines. When you look at the blue zones and you look like at folks like in Sardinia or uh, Sardinia, and you look at folks there, you look at folks in um, – There's, I'm thinking um, – there's uh, Loma, Loma Linda is another one. Uh, a lot of these folks, uh, Nasario in Costa Rica, I would love to move there, by the way. Um, the, believe it or not, there's a lot of farming community there. And they have a lot of um, – there are a lot of farmers, uh, sheep, sheep herders. And so guess what? They're, they're consuming a lot of these MCTs. And it's just interesting now how we can tie this back. So MCTs, one of the big things I think for me was really looking at sheep's, uh, sheep's milk and cheeses. And goat milk with a source of MCTs can be really, really powerful. The number six, oh, before I go into number six, we're talking, let's talk about MCTs being the goat of, of, of uh, ketosis and really a, a nice little hack. And I'm, I used to do a lot of Bulletproof coffee and put MCT oil in my coffee. And now I do a lot of black coffee. Sometimes I'll do the Bulletproof, but not as much. Now I'm starting to think and get more bullish on MCTs after reading this, this new book and some of the research that's been laid out, but MCTs are such a great hack. You can literally just a tablespoon will start to bump you into ketosis and allow your body to make these ketones. And you could even have like a bowl of fruit and actually hack your way from doing this by adding these, these, you know, the MCT oil. So there was a study out of uh, Columbia university compared two groups eating the same amount of calories. This is huge guys. One group had olive oil. The other group had MCT oil. And the big difference is the calories were exactly the same. So anybody talking about calories in calories out, you, you might be mistaken. And guess what? The group that had, uh, the M the olive oil and the versus the MCT, the MCT oil group actually lost 3.7 pounds more, same calories. All they did was add MCT oil. So MCTs, they're going to generate, um, uh, the amount of ketones, the same amount actually, as you would get from fasting or eating some traditional keto diet. So what a great hack, what a great way that you can do it, which is why I am drinking some ketones. Thanks to you, uh, courtesy of HVMN, which I just did a podcast with those guys. It'll be out in uh, probably a month or so. Uh, HVMN is a supplement company and they're a very reputable brand and it's health via modern nutrition is what the acronym stands for. All right. We're going to wrap it up. There's only two more to talk about. Key number six, cold temperatures. You guys know about this already. It produces proteins that are going to help upregulate the metabolism, and it's a mitochondrial um, 
uncoupler. We talk about brown fat and beige or white fat. White fat is like that visceral fat, that white fat that we have all over our body. And um, babies use this brown fat to actually shiver and keep them warm. And it creates this thermogenic effect in the body. Really useful. And so um, the same thing, we have it in our upper shoulders, actually. And I believe there's some just surrounding the gut area. And so if you can trigger this through cold, the cold will uh, trigger the brown fat to create thermogenesis, cause mitochondrial uncoupling, heat up your body. And so that's going to produce ketones. That's going to produce weight loss, which a lot of us want. And so that's a really um, nice hack, which is why people like cryotherapy um, or cold plungers, right? The opposite of that is number seven, key number seven, hot temperatures. You know, we... If you check out a podcast I did, a couple of good podcasts, uh, one on with saunas with uh, Raleigh Duncan, um, Dr. Raleigh Duncan, and then another podcast I did with uh, red light therapy guru, uh, Dr. Michael, uh, God, what's his last name? Uh, he owns a BioLite, uh, Griskowski, I think is his name. I, I can't say his last name. Uh, great guy and has a lot of knowledge, but Red, uh, these hot temperatures, what they can do is they can create heat shock proteins in the body. Again, it's a hermetic effect. It creates this hormesis, which makes your body more resilient. It actually is, can be even, it's a stressor on your body, but the hormesis creates these heat shock proteins, which release, and um, that also causes mitochondrial uncoupling, which is why people... Um, which is why it's so powerful because it creates that mitochondrial uncoupling, which can again then lead to um, weight loss and many of the things that we we're looking for, right? And then the last big one, and I just mentioned it earlier, is red light therapy. Certain spectrums of red light therapy can actually signal the mitochondria to uncouple, produce ATP. There was a great study done showing people on on a bike, I believe had like a 333% increase in uh, weight loss when they had red light therapy uh, being admitted to them while they're riding a bike. Um, they also see a lot of good effects with this hyperthermia and brains and brain health and neural signaling. So these high temperatures have been shown to help optimize um, neural signaling and help a lot of folks um, in that realm. All right, guys, I've been going for about 26 minutes. I want to wrap it up. I hope these were helpful for two for you. And it gave you a little bit of ways of like how you could maximize um, ketosis in your own life and in your own um, diet if it's something that you're trying to implement. Um, I just want to remind everybody that if you're interested in, I am a health coach and I look at the body in a holistic sense and getting people more balanced holistically. And so if you're interested in, in embarking on, I have an amazing weight loss program and seeing a lot of good results with folks. So if you're interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching or you just have some one-off things like gut health or you want to detox from heavy metals or anything like that, please reach out to me. Shoot me an email, info at joelevincoaching.com, info at joelevincoaching.com. You can go check out my website, joelevincoaching as well. Or just shoot me a DM on Instagram and say, hey, you saw this live and you want to learn more. And if I can help you and I'm I'm the guy, I'm happy to, to be that person. And if not, no worries. Um, we live in an abundant life and I'm here for everybody. And hopefully some of this content is just going to be helpful nonetheless. So that's it for this um, this weekly Wednesday weight loss, weight loss Wednesday. Have a great day, guys. Go crush it. Have an amazing week.